It's a top Tuesday here on the podcast, so let's go ahead and get into some football talk, especially with spring football around the corner. These are the top three things I'm looking forward to the most or most excited about when it comes to Razorback spring football. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. Runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. I uh, hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday, and uh, as you might be able to hear in the background, I don't know, we'll see, uh, the roofers are still over there uh, next door um, doing loud things, and it's so great. So I'm enjoying my morning, and I hope you are as well. But either way, uh, it's it's a top Tuesday, and I know that basketball season's in full swing, and I know that baseball is going on too, but I still believe that there are so many of you that still really are looking forward to football and want to hear more about football. And we're going to have uh, here throughout the next few weeks, some special guests too uh, to talk a little about Razorback football, maybe some uh, current players on the roster. We will see, but still uh, it, it's a right around the corner. And I believe that uh, this would be a, a prime time right now, considering that, you know, basketball still got a few games left in the regular season and everything to talk about the top three things I'm most excited about when it comes to spring football. Now, first off, spring football is pretty boring, I guess, or maybe you don't really get a lot out of it. It's not very informational or educational. It's more just kind of fluff, something that just reminds us that, hey, football is still a thing, and, and football will be here before you know it. It's like a little taste, a little teaser. So I'm not complaining. I, I love it, and I love being able to have the content, of course, to be able to break down and talk about but I also understand that when it comes to actually bringing things out of it and being able to say, okay, well, because I saw this in spring practice, therefore this is what's going to happen in the fall, I think it's pretty few and far between. So I'll, I'll put that out there right now. But when it comes to uh, the things that I want to see from Razorback football, um, this number three, we'll start there, might be more of a, I don't know, kind of cl a cliche and kind of lame one, but it, it's how I look at it. And the, the number three thing I'm most excited about with spring practice is spring practice, actually having a spring practice. Uh, last year was pretty limited uh, with the uh, COVID restrictions. The year before that, you didn't even have spring practice. And so being able to actually have people there and, and maybe have scrimmages and actually have a spring game, if you want to call it that this year, is, to, to, at least to me, extremely important and extremely great. And it could not come at a better time for Razorback football because you're coming off of a very successful season. And whenever you have uh, a team that's coming off a successful season, you like to see the confidence that they're able to come along with too. Because let's be honest, anytime that you're coming off of a bad season, losing season, failure of a season, whatever it may be, spring is supposed to be more, at least in those cases, more of a rejuvenation more of a turning the page, more of a 
doing a 180 and, and getting ready to make amends for last year. Like that's kind of what spring football's looked at when you were coming off of a pretty poor season. But when you're coming off of a successful season, it's not about turning the page necessarily. It's about continuing on the story. It's about being able to add, add a great chapter and a great legacy to what you're trying to build as a football program. And I think that that's what most fans will probably view this spring practice about. You get to see and get to hear about these players that were on the team last year and have been on the team for a while, just continuing to improve and continuing to get better. Because I would be hard-pressed to find a player that under year one to year two with Sam Pittman got worse. Now, if you really think about that, individual players that were uh, Sam Pittman had in year one, had in year two, and then even in going into year three, I would be hard-pressed to think you would find any player that got worse or regressed or wasn't as big of a factor. Now, there were players that maybe weren't as big of a factor because of other players that stepped up. Like, for instance, I think Traylon Smith, uh, you know, his first year was the number one running back for Arkansas. But last year was not. Honestly, was probably three or fourth running back. But that wasn't because he regressed. It was because of just what you had elsewhere in the running back room as well. We know K.J. Jefferson drastically improved. We know the wide receivers improved. Like, they didn't, they didn't go backwards. They improved. The defense all improved. So I think that that's something that can, you can really be excited about and really feel good about when it comes to uh, what to look forward in spring practice is that you want to continue to see the development of these players and seeing if they can continue to get better and be able to build upon what they did. And the confidence that I'm sure that a lot of them are rolling with right now is probably at an all-time high too, where it's no longer you're, you're uh, a secret or you're the best kept secret at least. It's no longer that you're just a cute story. It's no longer that people are just rooting for you and maybe you get a win or two here and golly gee, that's the best you can do. Now you are a team that all other people in this conference and in this division is going to be circling and saying, I don't know if that's a win or loss. You hope it's a win, but we don't know because you have shown and proven yourself to be an extremely worthy SEC opponent, uh, not only against the teams like the Ole Misses and Mississippi States, but also against the teams like the Alabamas and the LSUs and, and, and all, all those teams too. So, you're not a pushover. You're not an easy win. You're a legitimate team. And so with that, everyone's going to start taking you seriously, but you're also going to start getting people's best shot. Like you're going to be a preseason top 25 team next year. I don't know if you'll be top 10 like crazy Joel Klatt had you. That's insane. But you will be a top 10 team or top 25 team. You will be, if I don't throw my pen, you will be a top 25 team. Uh, you will be a team that is going to get some accolades in the offseason and, and SEC media days when it comes to preseason hype. Uh, I think that because the SEC media days are usually pretty leaning, though, uh, you'll probably pick somewhere like fourth or fifth in the SEC, I would assume. I would hope. Anything lower than that is a joke. Uh, but you're going to be start being considered to be a legitimate team and a legitimate program. So... That's something you have to wear as almost a badge of honor now. You're not sneaking up on anybody. You're going to be the team that people are going to be trying to get. So with that and the confidence that you're bringing out from last year and the development that you could have, that's what this spring practice is really going to be for. And the fact that 
us in the media will have opportunities to to check out practices, uh, take some videos, take some take some pictures, see what people look like, see how they feel, see about uh, you know how how it's been different as far as coaching and uh, the approach that they may have as well. All those things mixed in together is going to uh, make it quite fascinating to see how uh, Sam Pittman and the rest of his staff tries to tries to make it work and tries to continue on with uh, this next year, the year three. Three, third years of charm and all that stuff. At least there wasn't a sophomore slump or anything like that. But uh, that's going to be the key to see how this team uh, continues to develop as well. We'll get to the next reason here in just a second. But first, March Madness, just a couple weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going to go for the best? You always want to go for the best. We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X which is both really fun in their own way if you've ever played them. And they have options to edit scoring. And they offer a lot more intel to make your picks too. And they have all the stuff that you won't find at ESPN or in CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there. Like the Locked On Podcast Network is running our brackets through there. So you know that there's no truer test than that. And if you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us now at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness, all right? Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All rules and details will be available there as well. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for a chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and, of course, beating you there. Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the top Tuesday, the top three reasons why I am excited, or top three things I'm most excited about. I don't know. I'm terrible wording this. I'm probably, I feel like I've worded it like eight different times. Uh, we'll just stick with the top three things that I'm most excited about uh and excited to see at sec or at uh, spring practice for arkansas and the number two reason is an obvious one newcomers i would love to see what these newcomers and uh what they're all about and what we will be able to actually see from them and practice now there are a few of them of course that you will probably be more interested in because there are ones that i am definitely interested in and i don't think that there's any question when it comes to these newcomers, about which one we are all most fascinated in seeing. Let's get the elephant out of the room. It's Jaden Hazelwood. Like, Hazelwood is the guy that we all want to see. We all want to know about. Now, the other guys definitely have their own fascination and own intrigue in their own way. But we all know that Traylon Burks, last year, and while he was at Arkansas, was a generational talent. He was a generational talent at Arkansas, uh, I still think he is the greatest wide receiver to ever play at Arkansas. Not saying numbers and all those things, but when you talked about when you talk about strict talent and literally not having a weakness to his game and being a high-level NFL receiver, yes, Traylon Burks is the greatest wide receiver to ever play at Arkansas. Yeah, you don't have him anymore, though. <laughs> so you have to find somebody else. You got to be able to get other guys involved in order to continue on and to have the success in the passing game. And Jaden Hazelwood, being the former five-star player out of Oklahoma who transferred in, and a guy that 
uh, many uh, people have thought about may, not saying he's going to be the replacement for Traylon Burks because I don't think you can replace him, but the number one receiver, you know, WR1. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as QB1, but still. Uh, your main target, you're hoping it's Jaden Hazelwood. You're hoping that he's a guy that's able to step up immediately into this offense and be able to cause problems for other defenses, especially uh, there in the secondary. Because we know that as great of an offense that Arkansas had this past year, so much of it was predicated on Traylon Burks, or at least the threat of Traylon Burks. Defenses had problems. There was nobody that could guard him. There was nobody that had an answer for him. It, it didn't matter. He was able to do everything. And now you're going to have to figure out where you go from here and how you change that up. And Hazelwood is the guy that has that expectation. Whether it's right or wrong, he has that expectation. So I'll be curious to see in these spring practices exactly how he fits, one, with the offense. Is he automatically going out there and running with the ones? like is Or is it like a work in progress? Because I'm going to be honest. It'll, it'll kind of worry me if he's out there running with the twos and threes in spring practice. Some of you may say, well, it's, he's just got to work his way up. He'll be fine. Yeah, but I feel like with just in today's college football, when you especially when you do transfers and transfer portals, for somebody that's supposed to be highly touted, especially as highly touted as this guy, you expect him to start day one. Like you don't just bring him in. It's like, all right, well, we'll start you at the bottom and then you can work your way up. It's like, no, he probably transferred here because he knew that he would play right away and knew he would be have a spot right away. And if he's not at that point, then I think that I would probably chalk it up to possibly him having some maybe issues, maybe not figuring some things out. Maybe he's not as good as what they were hoping for when he stepped on campus. I don't know, but I fully expect him to be running with the ones, and I fully expect him to be a huge part and a huge impact player for Arkansas this season. But you won't know until you actually get to see him. Again, I know it's practices. I know it's scrimmages, but I want to see his speed. I want to see his ability to run routes. I want to see if Cal KJ feels throwing him the ball and and seeing how all that works out. Like he's for sure the player that I'm most interested in seeing and uh, how he's going to end up uh, being for the team too. Of course, the other one's kind of in a, in a big group too. You got uh, McLaughlin and Breeny, both uh, transfers out of LSU and Georgia respectively at the defensive back position. We know that Arkansas has lost some defensive backs with uh, Eric Gregory and um, Joe Fouché. Those guys are Greg Brooks, not Eric Gregory. Greg Brooks, you know, I was going to get that wrong. Greg Brooks, you lost him and uh, and Joe Fouché. And so now you got to get some guys to re replace them. I think they'll be just fine. I think those guys will step right in. And because here's the thing, Breeny started at Georgia. McLaughlin started at LSU. If they're good enough to start at Georgia and LSU, they are for sure good enough to start at Arkansas. I don't think we have to worry about that. Those guys are going to be stars. I can't wait to see uh, how they do and how they fit into the defensive scheme uh, for things as well so those are kind of the main ones obviously landon jackson want to see how big he is because it looks like he's got the size of what everybody was hoping for uh, a big time defensive player like him but you know what's his role going to be what's he going to do as far as outside is he going to be more of a linebacker position is he going to be uh more of the edge rusher like they were hoping for because the dude's like six seven so he's a he's a big able body but will he actually be able to do something because people at lsu were telling me ah, he's not that good and ah, he's you know, he's kind of overrated. He's kind of a bust, whatever. And I'm not saying that he won't be. I'm not because I don't know about players until they actually get on campus. But I'm also very weary of when people say that, because as we've seen so many times, 
players that were great at one school, once they go to a new school, can really flourish. Um, and, and it happens a lot. Even though they may not have been as great at one place, when they go to a different place, they end up being a lot more successful too. So I think that uh, I'll, I'll like to see him and to see how he looks and see his size and uh, you know how how he's going to fit in on the defense too. And then, of course, some of the freshmen like McAdoo, uh, a really highly touted wide receiver, will he be able to see the field? And uh, you know, do something. What about the offensive line? You're gonna see any guys maybe step up? I know Chambly's a, a big time offensive line. Will he be able to to slide in at any position, or is he gonna be back? You know, is it gonna be some newcomer there at the offensive line replacing Myron Cunningham? Are they pretty good, pretty much running with everybody from last year? Which is fine. I'm not saying that it doesn't need to be, but I'll just see if there's any guys that maybe started last year that are not starting or at least being competed with this year with some of these possible newcomers because there's a few of them and i think true freshmen it's always pretty difficult to to see the field unless you're like a wide receiver or running back those are kind of the most common ones you see when it comes to that but uh either way arkansas is in fine shape when it comes to the roster and i, I don't think there's any issues with that i'm just saying that I, i'd like to see how it looks i'd like to see how they compete i'd like to see how they put it together and uh, I'd like to see some of these newcomers and exactly how they look and how they fit in, because at the end of the day, that's what's most important when it comes to these guys is fitting in. You got to fit in. And if you don't fit in, it, there's nothing for you. <laughs> like you may just might want to transfer out somewhere else or maybe you made the wrong decision. But uh, hey, that's what spring practice is all about. Meshing that together and seeing how it all works. Uh, football might be over this season, but basketball still going strong, both pro and college hoops. And so from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net remains the number one and best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline.net where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, final reason, the number one reason why I am most excited about spring practice, number one thing I'm most excited about spring practice I think that's just the running joke on today's podcast. However, it's phrased. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. At least I do. And it's the quarterback situation with KJ Jefferson. Now, here's why. It's like some of you are probably saying, well, why is that exciting or intriguing? We know what it is. We know all about that. You're right. You're right. But think about this. Let's, let's, let's wind the clocks back a few years. Last year, spring practice. I know as we talked about with COVID and, you know, didn't really know what to think or anything like that. You had KJ Jefferson, as you, you assumed was going to be the starter, but we had no idea about him. Like we saw him in a game against Missouri. It looked like he could be really good. It looked like he could be that guy, but we didn't know. We had no idea. We were hopeful, but we didn't know. Year before that, didn't even have spring practice, but you had Felipe Franks was transferring in out of Florida you knew he was going to be the starter and it was one of those deals where you're like okay well um that's great and I guess it'll be better than what we've had but because you're coming off of such trash seasons with Chad Morris 
you didn't really know how it was going to progress or what direction it was going to go. You were just more hopeful for everything. Uh, but the uncertainty about surrounding it, and especially the quarterback position and his injury with Felipe Franks, you didn't know how he was going to recover from that. Way too many questions and not enough answers. And especially when he didn't have spring practice, it made it that much more worrisome. Year before that, you had transfers of Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks. Zero clue who was going to play. Zero clue who was going to start. Zero clue of how these guys were going to look. You're coming off of a 2-10 and ten season. Absolute trash year. Who knows what to expect because Chad Morris was terrible. Year before that, you had Ty Story and Cole Kelly. Year one of Chad Morris. You have no idea who's going to start. You have no idea who's going to play. You have no idea who's going to do what. You have no idea what the offense was going to look like. And a lot of that was due to the fact that Chad Morris was, again, terrible. Year before that, you, you had Austin Allen in his final year. That year was the last time that you were returning a starting quarterback. 2017, Brett Bielema's final year at Arkansas. That was the last time that you were returning your starting quarterback where you knew exactly who the starter was, who and what type of quarterback they were going to be, and what the expectation could be out of them. 2017. This is the, going to be the first time that you return your starting quarterback and you know what you get. But the difference also with Austin Allen, and I love Austin Allen, but the difference with Austin Allen, though, too, was it ended so poorly the year before where Arkansas, of course, lost to Missouri and then got blown out and lost to Virginia Tech and blew those leads uh, in the Belk Bowl. You knew, though, that next year that you were losing a lot of pieces in the wide receiver core. Uh, you were losing your tight ends and, and didn't know what to expect out of them. Uh, you were losing a few offensive linemen that were really important. You didn't have a lot of pieces coming back, and the confidence level wasn't all that high, and it had nothing to do with really Austin Allen. It had more to do with Brett Bielema uh, being, being a – going to be nice. Uh, not getting the job done. I'll, I'll, I'll try to clean it up for everybody. That's what it came down to. But in this year, maybe for the first time, if we're going really a bit way back, maybe for the first time since 2000 and I guess it would be 2010, where you had Ryan Mallett the 09 season and you returned him in 2010 for that year. This is going to be the first time where not only are you returning your starting quarterback, but you have full confidence in your starting quarterback so much so that you believe that he should be in the Heisman Trophy conversation before the season starts. KJ's the guy. He's the dude. He's QB1. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And not only is he QB1, but everyone loves the fact that he's QB1. And doesn't want they don't want to see anybody else. No one should want to see anybody else as long as KJ Jefferson stays healthy. How does KJ handle that with his confidence how does he handle now in this spring practice being that guy i know that's something that they wanted to work on was having him lose some weight get a little bit more cut uh, i know that they're going to continue to work on mechanics and all those things too and of course like as we mentioned before not having Traylon burks what type of impact that's going to have but overall you know you're going to have a leader and a player and, and a playmaker and a dude that's clutch in big situations at the quarterback position in KJ Jefferson. To me, he is the second best quarterback in the SEC. He won't be voted that way because media members are idiots and they fall in love with Spencer Rattler for some reason. I guarantee you they're going to name him like 
the all SEC second team behind Bryce Young next year at SEC Media Days. But it doesn't matter. They're wrong. KJ Jefferson's the second best quarterback in this league behind Bryce Young. And honestly, the only reason he's behind Bryce Young is because Bryce Young has five-star elite talent surrounding him. If he didn't have that, KJ Jefferson would be number one. I believe that. Sorry if you don't, but I do. And the fact that you have that confidence in that guy, in your quarterback, in your coaching staff, in your offense, in what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. That spring practice, you're going to have a leader. You're going to have it to where everybody knows he's the guy. And when the fans know that he's the guy and the coaches know that he's the guy and the players, his teammates know that he's the guy, that's what it's all going to be directed around. That's what it's all going to be about. And so it's hard not to get excited about seeing what he can do next year, how he can elevate his game from last year, how he can even more improve on his game. Because like we talked about before, no player has really regressed under Sam Pittman since he's been here. I don't expect anything different from KJ Jefferson. And I think he is going to really wow some people this upcoming season and be even better than what we expect him to as well. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.